Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Well, uh, hi. Welcome, everybody. Here's the good news. We've made it through March. Uh, Well, we will have at midnight. It's March 31st, and uh, it is a Tuesday, and that means my sister Susan should be on the line. Hi, Suze. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm okay, (laughs) given given circumstances. I guess I'm okay. Um, And you and Mom? We are fine. We are fine. We are. Um, um, I am trying very. Here we go. I've, I'm there. I'm distracted. I've been trying to allow our mother to, to listen. To listen. And there she goes. I'm running out of the room. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hi, mom. Hi. Okay. Yeah. yeah there you, you go. Know, She'll hear you in a second. Okay. Okay. Well, I <clears throat> I have to tell you that. <coughs> oh, this sounds good. I have to tell you that um, somebody suggested uh, yesterday. I got an email from somebody saying, "You know, we'd love to hear your mom. She sounds like such an amazing woman." And if at some point mom would want to say hi or a few words, that would be great. <clears throat> I don't know. If All right. Well, I'll just I'll let her. Uh, she's listening, so if she okay. wanders in here or happens to pick up um, uh, the kitchen phone or go into her bedroom <clears throat> and okay. pick up that phone, then uh, that would be the way to do it, Mother. Um, if you but, want to, Mom, because you you don't have to, and it's not like you have to. I mean, whatever. You're not on the spot. My no, mother is always next week and the week after right. that and the week That's after right. that. That's right. My um, my mother does not have the same performance uh, desires as uh, as her children. Um, you know, she doesn't really want the spotlight much. I don't think. Right? Well, I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. If you won't come on, we're just going to talk about you. I do feel okay. that she basks in the in the attention that she has received throughout her life but she doesn't like you and I have to do much to get it it just well, comes her way true. yeah it does lucky her yeah. okay yeah. so um uh I, I I don't know where to start I'm trying so hard uh not to have this hour that we all spend together be you know, filled with the, the with horror yeah. Yeah, that I that I get on the news. And, you know, all through the day I'm seeing things and I'm sending them off to my, uh, my mail here. And this morning I looked at what I sent from yesterday up until pretty late last night. And my God, <laughs> it's, all, it's all negative. It's stuff like I found. I thought, oh. People have to know about that. Oh, I've got to talk about well, that. Well, no, oh. not only that, but when sent a beautiful picture of nature at its most incredible, you dismiss it immediately as that's just a carving. It's too perfect. Oh, that was so funny. 
Um, and I was going, no, it's no, nature I totally that's misunderstood. <laughs> so our brother sent us a picture, this amazing picture of a, like a, a dead tree, a very tall tree stump. Um, and as said, in, as in like uh, 15 feet tall. Yeah. Yeah, Trump. and then that was the end of the tree. And right. and he, he said, you know, this is amazing, look closely. And I look closely, and the first thing I see are these two, I, I like a, almost look like a white kitten, you know, staring out at me. And uh, and then as I look further, it looked like a um, an owl above it uh, that blended into the tree. And I thought... What is he saying? Is he saying this is some naturally occurring thing that the tree looks like there's an owl and a white cat on it? That was my reaction. <laughs> this is how out of it I can be. And I said, that's not natural. Somebody carved that. And Susan and he, Susan and he are like coming back at me. No, no, you don't. And as it turns out, it was a real owl, <laughs> and and its little and its little brand new little white owlet, just incredibly beautiful. Yeah, but I, yeah, and well, you know, you know it's interesting when you, I, um, yeah, I saw the owlet first, and it took me a while right. to make out the mother. Right, because uh, the, the mother saw perfectly... the mother first and didn't see the owl owlet. <laughs> well, it just seemed too unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, it, it really is. But yeah, I was sort of out to generally out to lunch. I thought you were saying that it was a naturally occurring thing on a tree. You know how oh, that some, you know that, like, that, that the tree had naturally carved itself into a mother. Right, and an like owl. you know how people see you know Jesus's <laughs> face on a piece of burnt toast. Well, right? of course, Lynn. But, I could understand how <laughs> anyone would leap to that conclusion. <laughs> Well, after a long day of isolation, there's no telling where one's head uh, does go. Well, let me tell you what what Mother and I did last night, which I which I found satisfying on a bunch of different levels. Um, the, the Washington Post put out a couple of days ago. I don't know when, because I read it online. So, as most of us do, I guess. Um, and it was ten movies to watch, you know, right. while you're holed up, and right. and they're from like little theaters that are just allowing you to stream them for the price huh. of a ticket. So what did so, you watch? So we watched this little independent film about. Again, I'll have to pull up the name of it. Um, it's about it's about a a sad sack of a of a cartoonist, a graphic a graphic novelist, um, and um, and his buddies. And he he happens to be a bowling champion. It's sort of a sad sack uh, romantic <laughs> comedy yeah. bowling movie. I mean, who knew? But for six. <laughs> But but it was it was thoroughly a lovely thing to watch. And you enjoyed I, it. I I have to say I just completely enjoyed watching something that wasn't um, by you know I mean just about someone I could relate relate to. It's called Phoenix, Oregon. Is the name of the movie? Okay, Phoenix, uh, Oregon, and. So you would find it how? On, so um, you go to available at phoenixoregonmovie.com. Okay. 
Phoenix or OregonMovie.com. And then for $6.50, you can rent it for two days. Okay, you have two days to watch it. Um, you have also have the option of buying more than one ticket. Um, and I, and I, afterward, I only paid six fifty. I thought, you know, idiot, you should have paid thirteen bucks. You, yeah, yeah, you and your mom both watched it, but you know, <laughs> right. live and learn. I, I, I right. they got they got business out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, that they wouldn't ordinarily get. Okay. And also, and- this is a group of movie theaters that if one of your theaters, I think there is a Pittsburgh theater on there, you can share your ticket price with that theater. Okay. And- and then you stream the movie. And uh, if you have an Apple TV like I do, I can watch it on my big TV. Otherwise, you're watching it on your, you know, your your computer or your, le- your laptop. Or right. Your lap. Right. Right. But there are a bunch of different movies. Some of them are Netflix. Some of them are available other ways. And they're all sort of just these nice little, oh, you missed it kind of movies. Good. Um, that that uh, I found very pleasant. So you were you were doing the owl thing, and which is why I I am telling you this to explain that I was a little sharp because I was in the middle of the bowling. <laughs> well, I was and, in and the middle. It reminded me how much fun bowling was. Yeah. Do you know? Did you see this? I I shared a sign from a bowling alley uh, near Pittsburgh. Um, this must have been three weeks ago. Um, you know, time has gotten so fungible. You can't tell what Back we, in the old days yeah, when life was normal? Well, yeah. no, this was actually when life was starting to become abnormal. and uh, But things hadn't been shut down. And uh, there was a bowling alley. I'm remembering it was in Aetna for Pittsburghers um, and or Millville. And... They had a, it was a just a picture of a hand lettered sign that somebody had put up. Let me see if I can remember it. It was please do not touch anyone else's balls. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and then I think it said something. And after touching your ball. After touching your balls, wash your hands. Wash your hands or something like that. Yeah. But that was before, yeah, that was the only bowling alley, um, you know. You heard that you came up that with. That I can, well, I didn't come up with it. It was somebody, It was a literal, right, 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 yeah, right, right. and it was clearly in the bowling alley. It wasn't some some setup. It was, it was legitimate, so that was pretty good. Um, well, this is, this is just, a, you know, this is. This is the time that you can sit back and watch these funny little movies that you would never otherwise see. I mean, and there and there there's uh they're about subjects that you wouldn't necessarily run to and they are just these I can't recommend a nice pleasant little movie enough. Okay. Okay. No blood, well, no gore, no, you know, just okay. normal life anxieties. And you see people like walking in the street and hugging and touching each other. I and you know. Think, oh. I know. That's what's so jarring <laughs> about about watching anything is seeing our, our old lives, you know, play out. Anything you watch, you know, where people are behaving like we used to be able to do. It's just so, it's so like, oh my God. God, look at look at that! Yeah, so um, well, and um, just and just the way different people react to this this situation, I have noticed that there's the whole group of people that seem not to understand that um, this this is really not business as usual, and you don't 
necessarily expect the people that work for you to work for you. And, yeah, it's nice to have your housekeeper come in, but you don't assume that your housekeeper is coming in or that your roof is going to get fixed or that your, you know, land. No, anybody, listen. And if if you wouldn't go to someone's house and do that job, then you mustn't. Ask anybody else to do it for you. And no, if, now, Susan, you, Susan who are you talking about? Are you saying that, that you know people who at this point are stupid enough? Yes. Well, all right. I mean, I, it, it's, it's beyond me. I'm I, telling I, you, I was, well, I'll tell you why it came up. I was, you know, how I read all of these things online, and one of them is the um, the uh, um, social cues guy from the New York Times who has a blog, and uh, someone asked how a tipping question about how to tip the crew of six in her backyard during this pandemic. <laughs> and what ensued was a serious conversation about parceling up the money, putting it in paper, in plastic bags, throwing it outside. Uh, someone else yelled, don't tip. This is not a time to tip. You're asking them to risk their lives. To, and, and then the, ge- the gentleman that runs the blog, Mr. Philip Gallons, I think is how he, he pronounces his name or whatever that is, gets so angry. I've never, he's usually such a measured, nice man. And he came up and he said, okay, I've had it. We got to stop this. Who has six people in their backyard and is worried about tipping them? And he just gave this group of, you know, frankly, entitled, well-to-do people who have nothing better to do (laughs) than argue about the fineries of tipping. Unbelievable. Well, I have to tell you, uh, the stupidity of um, of our fellow Americans is going to kill us all. I saw a great quote uh, apropos. Uh, True ignorance is not the absence of knowledge, but the refusal to acquire it. And it, it, that's sort of like denial as well like I can't deal with this so my life I still need my roof done I was walking the dog yesterday and bumped into my plumber who I don't well, I see very you often that figuratively yes he had his dog <laughs> I had my dog which makes and, social distancing difficult because the dogs run you into each other yeah well his dog barked at my dog and I definitely kept I, I kept you the dogs kept at, the yeah street, right, right. And um, I asked him if he was still working. He said, well, I'm, you know, on an emergency basis. He said, I have gotten some emergency calls. Obviously, if somebody's, you know, plumbing goes totally kaplooey, they need help. But I said, well, how do you feel about that? He said, it scares me. But he he says, I've been going in and, um, you know, I really – get myself all guarded. But um, he said, you know, I'm going into someone's house and I don't, you know, know how, what's going on in that house. So even, so the plumber, you know, you don't think of the plumber as a hero or a first line, uh, you know, uh, responder, but in that regard, he is, and he's not saying no, when I think others might say, I'm sorry, you'll have to find somebody else. I just, uh, 
Jesus, excuse me, I just opened an email from Roger. Good news. I took a shower, brushed my teeth, and put on clean underwear today. Yeah. <laughs> I did that yesterday. <laughs> I thought I was good for three days. <laughs> and, and I got a FaceTime call from your son while I was in the shower, which I see. I remember thinking at the time, oh, I can call him back and say I was in the shower. <laughs> And have someone sort of witness the fact that I voluntarily cleansed myself. So you but haven't that, talked to him? No, no. I So we called him back. Uh, Mom and I yes. called him back. Oh, and good. there he is with a tangle of hair about him, looking like he hadn't been near a source of water in months. <laughs> oh, God. And, and I said, and you knew that we were going to call. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't comb your hair? <laughs> God Almighty! You know, I mean, he, his hair. He, he said he, we, I, he did it next, I think. But anyway, well, I'm we have a guest on the line. Do we yes, have a guest? You do, uh, Susan and Ninu. Uh, Mom. Yeah, I was. I Susan got me the uh, yesterday's show. Yeah, yes, uh. yesterday's show, and I was listening to this terrible thing that happened to you. Oh no! I wish you had. Are you okay? Yeah, I think my asthma's uh, kicking up, Mom, not to worry. And I think it was a combination of a lot of things. But I um, I had a moment there where I couldn't, um, I felt like I, you know, really lightheaded. And um, I couldn't catch my breath. <laughs> but I'm fine, okay? okay? But so here's what's funny, Mom, here's what's funny. So I told that story, right. and I got... I, it's funny, a number of people got in touch with me and were most amazed that I laid down on this, you know, on a person's grass. <laughs> well, it wasn't grass. They have like a, you know, a four foot tall brick. Uh, I don't, it's not right calling it a fence, but it is in their front yard that is about um five inches wide and and on you know there's concrete on top so you can sit on it you know what i mean right yeah a barrier a wall of sorts yes more than a fence a little wall and i i, I really say i think they call those walls <laughs> okay walls and so i thought i would lie down because i wasn't I didn't want to fall down in the middle of the street. <laughs> it felt like lightheaded. So I laid down there. I was probably down for about 10, 15 minutes. And um, people said to me things like, oh, my God, I mean, weren't you, um, weren't you embarrassed or, <coughs> or what, wondering what people would think? And you know what? That's the last thing I thought of. I mean – you were trying to breathe. Yeah, I was just trying to take care of myself. And if I was doing something that people don't generally do, and it did occur to me that I must look strange. I had never seen anyone lying on that wall, <laughs> <laughs> even though I passed it many, many times. And I, so I just assumed that people would think, first of all, the sun was out. And I, I thought I might look like somebody who just said, ah, I'm going to bask in the sunshine. Right. That's what, that's what my story was. I was basking in the sun. So, um, 
But you know, it reminds me story about why you were passing out. Well, you know, I walked up a big flight of steps, which would normally have anybody sort of, you know, breathing a little heavier. Uh, But I think because my asthma was kicking up and who knows what. But I'm fine, Mom. I do not want you worrying. I'm fine. Um, So it reminded me, though, of a story. Can I just tell a story? And, Mom, you you will know this person, Larry Miller. Yes. Okay, this is the ex-husband of a, of a dear friend of mine, and I remember him once saying, and it rang true to me, that he always felt that if he were eating alone in a restaurant and began to choke, in other words, his air passage was blocked. Right, right. in need of a Heimlich. Yes. In need of a Heimlich that he would rather sit there and quietly die (laughs) (laughs) than get up and make a scene, right? You know, like, you know, help me, help me. And and, but that is that sense of, you know, and I understood when he said it, I laughed, but I, I understood. And, and, you know, you're in a situation and, and you, you're trying to maintain a semblance of dignity and and for some people, it might go so far as to, yeah, I don't think he really would have, but no, maybe. No, I think in this situation, you, your <laughs> will to live takes over. Hey, um, uh, because you talked about tipping, um, I want to thank Gigi. She said, uh, first of all, it's nice to hear you and Susan this morning, but she passed along to the, a link for something called the Pittsburgh Virtual Tip Jar. And it is a way of giving a tip to all those people who live on tips who cannot work. Um, So pass the word about that. Pittsburgh Virtual Tip Jar, I guess, .com or something. Just Google it. And you can give money to it. And then people who are servers can, I guess, take money uh, from it. I'm We're I'm hoping you know for money from it right 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 um, Ellen writes in regard mom did you see the owl stuff Yes mom saw yes, the co- I yes. did I did I did Be, and you didn't mistake it like I did I Me, I didn't understand Lynn thought it excuse Lynn thought it was a carving Oh no I, no I I don't <laughs> know what I thought because that, I um Susan just showed it to me and I I said yes I I had an owl uh, that I was a friend with slightly when I was a child, and I remember his sitting on the branch and looking at me. And looked, You're kidding. Yeah. Well, he, I you, wasn't a friend with him, but, I mean, he was sitting no, on I the was branch. the one that had an owl that was my friend. Yes. Well, he, I was the one who I, never I had an back owl and I had never friend. seen one before since in, in person like that. You yeah, know, they're, it's, it's rare to, to, to see them. But so you never told me that. You you had an owl. I think I was in, in, for, you know, in grade school. I was walking to school and back. Well, hmm. that's how it happens. If it's a, If it's a young... I think particularly male, a young adolescent male, um, they're they're very uh, friendly and they will allow that they talk a lot, they're practicing their mating, they aren't quite sure who's to mate with, 
And I think I that's how I befriended my owl. He was he was somewhere in my yard and I could hear him hoot all the time, so I started hooting mm-hmm. back. And then eventually he let me see him and then we just struck up a grand friendship and it lasted for a year and then at the next year he was old enough to actually mate and he found an appropriate mate and after that he lived in my yard but he never spoke to me again. <laughs> Who needed you anymore? He'd found Who his he he'd found, found his woman girl. Yeah. So mom grand friend. Mom? Yes. Yes. I, I want to ask you because you're you're um older um <laughs> then <and> what? <laughs> old as dirt. Okay, wait. Mom, and you've lived through a lot of historic moments, yes. right? You yes. lived through the Great Depression, you lived through World War II, um, you lived through whatever. I mean, and now we, you know, can just do the whole the whole list. Nine eleven, whatever. Well, no, and no, and she lived through, uh, you know, transportation totally changing the world, going from a huge yeah. place to a little place. To, right. I lived through the. Uh, did you say the depression? I, I did. I did. Yeah. But so, mom, of all those catastrophes, is does this one seem? Um, it's totally different. I've never lived through anything like this. Right. Never. And because this terrible isolation, you know, it's um, well, where people are afraid to go near each other. Now, I've, I've, I've never lived through anything like this. Well, see, you or think of that in all those other catastrophes. At least we could hug each other. We could hold right, each right. other. You could you could interact with people. You wouldn't be alone like these yeah. old people are dying alone. Isn't that something? And I mean, I mean, they have no, no loved one near them. They aren't allowed to they, be near them because allowed. I mean, the, it, it is simply terrible. You oh, know, and here's, and here's the other thing. I don't know. This is, you know, these are these terrible pieces of information that come my way. Um, if you do go to the hospital, folks, leave your jewelry at home. Uh, if you don't, it will be taken from you and you won't get it back because of the biohazard. So please leave your wedding rings and the things that are precious to you at home. Oh, God. I haven't had jewelry on, you know, anyway, but I mean, really, when no, I heard that, jewelry. I pe- pe- people should know that because I, if someone took... For example, my wedding rings off my hands, and I were deathly ill. I, you know, and then they, my family never got them back. That would, that if I weren't already dead, that would kill me. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that's really. Uh, I mean, there's so many, so many unimaginable, dreadful things about this. Yeah. Self isolation we're all in. Well, and you are, Mom, a social, a very social person. Um, social. I, I don't know. I, I, you're totally yeah, see, social. I was thinking this morning that for me, I'm I'm just you know I just confess I am I am not discomforted by this staying away from people stuff whatsoever. Um, I'm I'm 
I'm vaguely enjoying this. Um, I I have to be not the part where people are dying and sick, but the part where I'm doing my duty by lolling around. You know, it it could be worse. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm lolling around in comfort with everything I need. Yeah, sure. And I'm not in fear. So. You know, um, so it's not so bad and touch each other. So this is not so bad for people no, who I'm are my blessings. No, who, yes, we're just living a normal life if, here together. If ever there were a time for affirmations, this is it. And 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 I, the only thing I'm vaguely worried about is that I think I am by na- by nature agoraphobic. And the things that I have always been unreasonably frightened have of seemed to sort of all happened, you know, like um, uh, like planes. Uh, I I was always afraid of airplanes falling, uh, flying right above me because I thought they could fall and land on my head. And of course, we know that's that's not an irrational fear. And and um, yeah, I, I mean things. What that is, I wait a minute! Wait a minute! Did you just say that's not a rational fear? An irrational. It's not irrational. I mean, it is too. That an well, airplane's going to fall on your head? into ba- buildings and falling out of the sky? Oh, you know? Susan! <laughs> that, it is an irrational fear that an airplane can fall on your head. What are the odds? What are the odds? I can't believe you said that's a rational fear. Well, I, fig- I feel like 9-11 made, made it feel rational. Well, I think it is possible that we'll all become more agoraphobic Yeah, after this. I was trying to read a, a, an email from Ellen because of the owl talk. She said, based on a tip from a neighbor, my husband and I took a short walk last week to a small wooded area not far from our house. The aim was to see the nest of a great horned owl. That's what you were looking at in that picture. Oh, my God. We managed to find it. And with our binoculars, saw the mom and the older baby who had fledged and was on a branch above the nest. There was another baby we couldn't see that was still in the nest. It was the highlight of my week. I bet. Wow. Yeah, that's something. I I don't know what it is about catching uh, every, you know, just seeing an owl or having, you know, a thing with an owl. It's just something you never forget. They're they're magical. They're yeah, they're special. so, they're, and they're they're big. They're they're big and yes, magical. So, um, um, uh, Jeff Wright, speaking of imbeciles who aren't getting it. Uh, when people in hospitals are gasping for their next breath and fighting for their lives. During his daily campaign press rally yesterday, our clown president is so concerned about his hair getting messed up in the wind. I see, I don't, do not listen or watch those. He even stopped giving out his vital information to comment on his hair. And, of course, how about him bragging about his television rate? Yeah, my daily, these daily news conferences are getting better ratings than the Bachelor finale. Mom, can you imagine you live in the United States of America and during this huge national catastrophe, that is what the president says. 
My ratings are better than the Bachelor finale. No, no, no. He's getting. An, I, I, I've been very uh, upset about how many, how many uh, television appearances he's getting. They he, should he, stop he, it. I mean, it's very, it's really scary to me because I know. I am reassured this, by this the number of ads. They that transfer I'm into votes for him, and 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 Biden isn't getting any. <laughs> no, no. You know, uh, one of the things I, so, um, I, I was sent today from a friend is that um, the Los Angeles Times um, called up uh, Joanne Rogers, you know, to ask the question. Said, what would Mr. Rogers tell us to, right now? And uh, mom, Joanne's younger than you, but she's 92 mm-hmm. and she is alone uh, in her in her apartment, yes. but yes. she has so many friends um, that they're all, you know, they're dropping things off, they're calling, uh, whatever. But um, Joanne said something interesting because she um, and Fred have always been, were always very careful not to in any way show their political bent. Yes, yes of course. Yeah. And, um, I'm looking for this. She talks about, first of all, who he hated news. She said, here's a quote, he would never sit down and tune in the news. He hated the the sensationalized 24-hour churn. Um, And even when 9-11 happened, they um, they were at their home in Nantucket, and she said Fred would not watch the television. He told her, I'm going for a walk on the beach. Mm -hmm. And um, she said he always needed total quiet to try to think things through. Um, And she said that she does listen to the news a bit, and she listens to Rachel Maddow. She she says um, she has been addicted to television news uh she's not quite sure she really trusts anybody though she likes Rachel Maddow and she said when i hear her deliver the news she's kind of like a minister delivering a good sermon but then she said this which shocked me sometimes she says while watching president trump's news conferences she gets so frustrated that she starts yelling at her television she notices the aide standing behind him and shouts, and here's what, this sounds like pure Joanne, I mean, because it's so actually mild. She's shouting at the people around Trump, if you just take him on right now, you'd make him get so mad and carry on, and he'd talk himself into a fit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So, you know, here's what I like about all of that. Because when asked, when, you know, because the best thing the LA Times can do is to call up the wife of someone because they can't, they can no longer interview the someone. So she's not herself. She's just supposed to speak for the dead person. Um, As a widow, let me tell you, I find that very irritating. But second of all, what I really love about Joanne is she just spoke for herself. 
Yeah, and, and that's what gave, she does. And gave them the answer they deserved, which is, I, you know, he's gone, but here's what I say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she she's not, you know, she doesn't and know anymore. There's a reason that Fred married her, because he <laughs> liked to hear what she had to say. Well, she ended up, you know, she they kept asking, kept asking. And she says he, Fred always uh, dealt with tragedy in a different way. Uh, he, here's her quote, he digested it in a different way than I do. It wasn't something he liked to talk about, and I knew that. Um, and then the reporter says, was she implying that Fred might have been as lost as the rest of us now? And here she says, oh, no, I think he would have had good ideas. And as soon as he got them figured out, he would have shared them. But he wasn't going to spurt out the first thing that came into his mind. He didn't talk just to make noise in the world. So she that's what he did. He brought that, Tom in quiet. That's right. And she said, I don't know. He would have walked and thought and come up with something. She was sure. But he, yeah, he wouldn't be spouting something off the the top of his head. So, um, oh, God, I, I did a, a, a virtual, a Zoom uh, happy hour with my uh, with my friend Kit and 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 Sally Wigan yeah. uh, yeah. last night that turned into the most raucous. We were laughing so hard um, after initially sharing, you know, all these, you know, regular stuff. But we right. ended up laughing so hard that um, it, it, it was simply wonderful. Wonderful. So I, I do. Uh, that is a way to still be with people, reach out, and. Um, well, I'm. I I actually said to mother yesterday, uh, this is this is getting exhausting. I'm like a sitting duck. I am hearing from people. Yeah. Right. That I haven't heard from. Yeah. You know, in in years. You know, like like the wife. Of the head of the of the ex head uh, the ex chair of the theater department at Washington University called me yesterday for a <laughs> well you do yeah. i I found myself thinking of people that I would normally not call and and just wanting to check in with them um by the way, we have another um email this is from Laura uh, in Ann arbor and um Mom, I should tell you that Laura is your son's uh, secretary, oh, among yeah. a lot yeah, of yeah. other prof- law professors, right? Right, right. And she says this, uh, so glad you're still podcasting. It is hard being home all day alone when I'm when not used to it. Um, I think Laura is a is a recent widow herself. Yeah. Good to hear your mom and Susan. I was trying to cheer your brother up yesterday. Yesterday, by well, the way, was my, <laughs> was my brother's birthday, and he which is he, always a depressing day for him. Yeah, so he's old, and 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 she, Laura said I was trying to cheer him up. As, as you know, he is feeling so old. I think he's feeling a bit be- better about his new milestone after helping him to realize 
that next year he'll be halfway to 150. <laughs> Good for you, Laura. Mom, what do you, isn't that amazing that you've got a son who's halfway on on, on the to being 150? Uh, I know it's, it seems so strange that he feels so old. Well, especially when you're, when when his mommy is is talking to us on the telephone. Right. Yeah. So I want to go on with Laura, and then I think we have a caller. More depressing information from Susan on jewelry. Uh, It is such a sad situation. Put the damn jewelry in a baggie and give it back for sanitizing. How ridiculous we have become in so many ways. I know this doesn't make a lot of sense to more than me, but I have enjoyed the callers to the show since being at home and hope they continue to contribute. Yes, 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 Laura. I am not much of a contributor, but here is my animal contribution. I have two groundhogs living under my barn in the backyard. I have named them Francine and Earl. <laughs> it is the, Those are great names. It is the highlight of my day to see them eating my backyard. <laughs> Last year, they had two babies. I am waiting to see if there are babies again this year. Even my daughter and grandson check with me on the comings and goings of Francine and Earl. Talk about an exciting life. Francine and Earl and work from home. Take care and stay safe. Laura, that is such a wonderful email and contribution to the show i thank you you should get hazard pay for working for you know who but anyway well she's working from (laughs) home now so i i think we have a caller hello caller go ahead please hello ladies hi 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 lynn you're talking about the economy you know the economy's so bad that women are tanning now using the sun What did you say? Women you are tan- the economy is so bad that women are tanning now using the sun. Ha! You're the guy with all the jokes. Yeah, I'm a dumb joke guy. Hey, but, well, uh, no, but I, you, what? The reason I called is you got a pen and paper there with you. Sure. I want you to write this down. It's a cleaning product I saw online. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I heard it on KFI LA. Anyway, it's called Mono Foil USA dot com, mm-hmm. and this stuff was invented by a serviceman because when he was out in uh, you know the Middle East, they always got real grungy and all. So anyway, he came up with this product that they were saying like when you use Lysol or you know regular cleaning products. It only lasts for like three minutes, and as soon as someone else touches it, then it's infected again. But this stuff lasts for like six months, constantly. You're kidding. Constantly. Now, look up this, uh, look them up, monofoilusa.com. It was pretty amazing. Okay, spell it. Spell it. M-O-N-O? Right. O-I-L? Like aluminum foil. Yeah. Oh, monofoil? Right. USA. F-O-I-L, right. Dot com. USA.com. Okay. Right. right. 
You, you know, you could, be, you could be promoting snake oil here. We don't know. Well, I don't know. They're, well, you look at their ad like this. Uh, one was a, some gymnasium, some college gymnasium. They kept coming up with staph infections and all this. So they came in and uh, wiped down the whole gym or the weight room. And once they did that, they never got another staph infection. There, there's other examples, too. Okay. It's worth, worth taking a look at. And something else to write down, I think you'll enjoy this. Bob E. Kelly. It's a stay-at-home song. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Did you see that, Susan? Is that the guy? Is that the uh, guy that looks like Burl Ives? Yeah, a bald Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The F word a lot. Huh? <laughs> I, Stay the f at home. Exactly. Is, yeah. is that hysterical or what? <laughs> it's quite. It's very good. It's very good. Stay so the f at home. Right. Yeah. Hey, you got? Do you, you have another joke, or did you lead with your joke today? No, I gotta no, say I this monofoil thing looks sort of interesting. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll <laughs> leave you with this. Little okay. girl says. Little girl says to her dad, "Daddy, do all fairy tales begin with once upon a time?" He said, "No, honey. There's another one. When I'm elected, I promise." <laughs> Goodbye, girls. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, hey, um, uh, people are saying they miss hearing from Clarence in Cannonsburg, and, and so do I. And, Susan, I, I thought when I was walking yesterday I would ask you, because you pay uh, attention to his Facebook page, is Clarence around? I, 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 I haven't noticed a lack of his presence on okay. Facebook. Okay. I think he's okay. I hope okay. so. Clarence, if you're out there, we need to hear from you. Okay? Um, the Wall Street Journal reported yesterday that there is now, never mind the toilet paper shortage, there's a jigsaw shortage, jigsaw puzzle shortage. And... Um, I'm hoarding about 500 of them myself. I'd love to share them. I can stick them outside if you need them because I find them, um, yeah, your, really. Your son was doing one. Yeah, I get, well, he's got some of my old ones. I gave them to, to, to uh, them, and I think they're, um, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Someone's telling me. Um also, news stuff, I just want to quickly um, do a little newsy stuff here. I think it's fantastic that you're seeing uh, workers' strikes, essentially. Um, uh, the people who, this gig economy, people who work for Instacart, who delivered food to me, or delivering from whole, uh, or even Whole Foods workers, people are, who are out there, uh, keeping things open for the rest of us are feeling extremely um, vulnerable to say the least. And they're starting to, I, I think there was a, wasn't whole, 
Whole Foods, no, Instacart was going to, their employees were going to strike, I believe, today. Yeah, have they? And, um, and I think Whole Foods is potentially, their workers are going to walk out. Because, they're, and I don't blame them. I'll tell you folks on the front lines that if you ever had leverage, <laughs> you do now. And you have every right to demand that you are paid well, perhaps more than you used to be paid. No, you should also have the right to opt not to show up for work and be allowed to get your job back when this is over. You well, signed yeah. up to be a grocery store clerk. You did not sign, which was at the time was not a life risking job. You should have the option of whether you want to perform that job. There are people that will do it, but you shouldn't have to do it or lose your job. I don't think that's right. I think that's Well, of course not, but this is America where, you know, workers be damned. I want to read you uh, something that the New York Times put out. They talk to people who work in the um in the travel industry, you know, work in hotels or work whatever as tour guides, obviously they're all in big trouble. And um, I'm just going to read, you know, think about these people. There, here's a woman, Vivian Roberts. She's 60 years old. She has worked as a house on the housekeeping staff at the Hilton Hotel in Hartford, Connecticut for 22 years. She's been cleaning up people's rooms for 22 years. And most of the other housekeepers have lost their jobs. But the hotel is hanging on to her and a few others because I guess every once in a while somebody comes. And imagine how dangerous that job is. She says, I spray down the door handle before I walk in. I spray disinfectant when I go in, and I spray everything down before I touch anything. I wear gloves. I never take them off. When I clean the bathroom, I change the gloves and put on two pairs. And when I'm done, I'll remove the gloves and use hand sanitizer. Before I go into the next room, I'll wash my hands and then use my hand sanitizer again and replace my gloves, and I do that between each room. She says, I'm, of course, I'm worried about getting sick, but, and I'm putting my own health at risk for this. I need the money. And I, and I, even if my employer, uh, I can take precautions to protect myself, even if my employer won't. So I will continue to work until I feel that I can no longer protect myself. And then you hear from these other people, my God, a, a guy who does tours in, um, in Puerto Rico, he, has, he says, I have two boys, two and four, and one is diabetic, and I have to be sure there's money for insulin. And I learned with Hurricane Maria, if you, you have to have a plan B, and it has to be something completely opposite. So after her hurricane, I got certified as an electrician. I'm worried right now, but down the line, I have some doors open. But, you know, people who 
a guy who drives a limo in New York. He says, I usually make about 1500 a week. Now I'm making 600 My main concern is now that I'm working less than 32 hours, I'm going to lose my health insurance. My 19-year-old daughter has had open-heart surgery, surgery. My wife just had a bout with cancer, and they had to remove a kidney. I know everyone who gets into my car is potentially a carrier, but what am I to do? If I don't work, we don't eat. I don't qualify for food stamps or for most of the programs because they look at your income from the previous year. When you stop and think of what people are going through, it is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Gigi just looked up monofoil and found some uh, EPA information for it. It is registered as a pesticide and contains ammonium chloride. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, Probably not. Um, And yes, you're right. Whole Foods workers are intending to strike today. Uh, And she says Clarence has been active on Facebook lately. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I just checked. Okay. Oh, boy. So there's that. Did you see Donald Trump's tweet this morning? Oh, no. What did Don say? Well, Nancy Pelosi showed up on Morning Joe, and here's what President said. I watched a portion of the very low-rated Morning Psycho Joe Do you believe this? No. This is the president. In order to see what Nancy Pelosi had to say and what moves she was planning to further hurt our country. Uh, I can't say what I'm thinking. The Secret Service will come in and arrest me. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And there are still all these articles about how Democrats are worried because, as you said, Susan, earlier, no one's seeing Biden, but we're sure. And and Sanders won't drop out. (coughs) No, Sanders won't drop out, but at least we're seeing some good commercials, some good great commercials that are coming out. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I'm and I every time I see one, I, I am calmed. Yeah. Just because I'm seeing truth. Yeah. Hey, I, I do want a, a few things. Your your former state, Missouri, um, Maddow, Rachel, uh, tweeted this out yesterday. Even in the face of pleas from the doctors and nurses in his state, and the fact <clears throat> that Missouri saw a 600% increase in coronavirus cases last week, Governor Parson has no plans for a statewide stay-at-home order. No. Why? What is what they're going to kill? These Republican governors and president are killing people. Yeah, they are. 
as is as they're doing in Wisconsin. We now have the front page of the Green Bay Press Gazette yeah. this morning was um, <coughs> uh, city clerks uh, demanding mm-hmm. that they that they close polls for the April election. The, uh, you the, know, now, it, who's it, making that decision? Because you have a Democratic governor. That's got to be the, 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 <clears throat> the uh, House, the state, the, their um, Republican legislature. Yeah, the Republican they, legislature that's doing it. Okay, so Wisconsin's primary is a week from today. And every other state with a primary like now has canceled because it would put obviously poll workers in in danger it would certainly put voters in danger and it would be telling people to come out of their homes and i mean it is the high so this is again republicans killing people they also want to do it because republicans win elections when people don't or can't vote and this is a big election because it's going to have a big effect on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Right. And that's why they are pushing this to continue despite the the risk to people's health because they think they can lock down the Wisconsin Supreme Court for the next 30 right. years. And what we need and, and there is a really good woman running who has uh, spent her career as a prosecutor and a trial judge, and she's simply not beholden to the corporate interests that the guy that they're trying to get out is. And I mean, he's just you know sitting up there doling out flavor. How this can why, the, listen? The governor can't declare should not be elected. Wait, can the governor declare? I can't believe the governor can't declare a state of emergency as has been declared. I can't in a, either. But I mean, I don't know. Well, he better. People got to start writing the governor right. and say, you don't stop know. this. I, I, don't you remember when Evers was first elected that the uh, Republicans like responded by taking away all of his gubernatorial powers? I do. Well, maybe I he do. doesn't have that power. See, the, the, the Wisconsin finally got a Democratic governor, but they still have that Republican legislature. The minute the Democrat was elected... The legislature got busy and literally stripped the governorship of unbelievable amounts of power. I so hate Republicans. I am sorry. I'm not even going to varnish it. Well, I think that anyone that still calls themselves a Republican – and 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 defends in any way the way this this current group of Republicans has been behaving <laughs> at this point shows a um, I think is shares a lack of character and 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 it's very informative about who that person is and I have never felt that way about if someone called themselves a Republican or a Democrat. In fact, I always assumed that we probably believed many of the same things. We were just raised to vote differently. I no longer feel that way. I think no. the people that still call themselves Republicans are are just absolutely walking around and saying, I am a greedy person. I worship at the altar of lies and profit. 
I don't care if people die. I don't care for my fellow man. I don't care what happens to anybody. It's all about me. I am a Republican. That's right. what I think that means. <clears throat> Unbelievable. I, I, I guess I fear those people more than I do Trump because they're the ones who gave us uh, him and they're the ones who refuse to accept reality. I just what look at what and look, and at, they uh, look like at what Falwell keeping Liberty syndrome. University open, keeping telling students to come back to Liberty University. They're going to notice that they're all getting sick and dropping. And now dead. they're Don't he's going to kill the students. What is with these people? Unbelievable. Well, they, they, they actually arrested in Tampa one yeah, of those. Yeah, the, the minister. Guys. Yeah, the minister uh, turned himself in. $500 bail. He's out. And he's blaming media. Uh, oh, boy. I just saw a quote from Calvin Coolidge. This is when Republicans, I guess, were stupid but not evil. He said this, it is a great advantage to a president and a major source of safety to the country for him to know he is not a great man. Well, unfortunately, we have a president who knows without a doubt he is a great man. Well, he and tells himself so, every morning, first thing. And so that means Coolidge would agree that that makes us unsafe as a country. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and, and before we go, Lucy says, watch the Eagle Cam. The Hayes Eagle Cam is still up. And there are, I think, two or three little fledglings in there. Um and that can give you some uh, delight in in nature. Although when they, when you see an eagle, you know, carry, um, you know, a cat into the nest, uh, that's not so cool. But I never saw that. Anyway, I think we're done. Um, we are. We're two mon- We're we're two minutes overdone. Oh, we're overdone. Mom, are you still there? Yeah, I am. I mean, I am. I'm. 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 Falling I'm asleep. Okay. No, um, I, was, I enjoyed listening. Well, we enjoyed having you. So thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> oh, I like the picture that was put up with Lynn Cullen live today. Well, that I think we've been putting that up. Is that you and me? Yeah. Yeah, it's a cute picture. <laughs> All right. I want well, those glasses. I want them back. Okay. Bye. Okay. So Susan gave me your yesterday's program to listen to on my. On my well, yeah. That's, that's what, what happened. Yeah. Okay. I know. We're done. Okay. Hey, We're mom. Done, love you. Love you. Thank you. Love, you. love you too, honey. Love you. Okay. Too. Oh, and I listen. Sam called us yesterday. Yeah. T- today he called. I think. Isn't that's that nice? Today. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yes, I just loved it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. 
I'll see you. You should call me. Okay. <laughs> you feel all right. You, you just feel better. I will. I feel fine, Mom. Don't worry about me. You okay. take care of yourself. Okay. 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 Bye. 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 And bye, you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.